Welcome back to the abbreviated After Hours show with me, Rick Coogan. There, there are generations of people who grew up as kids stealing the comics from the newspapers that their parents would have, mostly mostly on Sundays. Tony Fitzpatrick, the great artist, was one of those people. Tony, don't you feel, first, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving and all that jazz. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to you, man. Don't you think that kids... <laughs> I hate to sound like an old fart, but the kids are missing out on something. I don't think kids look at comics anymore. Do you? Uh, you know what? I, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, and I think uh, I know that com- the Sunday comics for me when I was a kid were a portal. You know, they were yeah. way for me to go, go somewhere else. I would go read Prince Valiant, even though I thought he had a weird haircut. Uh, <laughs> Dick Tracy, which was... He was your favorite, Dick Tracy, was he not? He, yeah, he was my favorite, and he was infinitely scarier uh, than the <laughs> city of Chicago, which is allegedly where he was set. But um, you you could go somewhere. I mean, you, Little Orphan Annie, uh, Dondi, um, Carrie and the Pirates by Milton Kniff. Um, these were... I, did, I think these were a good way to entreat the imagination, particularly of somebody who's like five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, well, also because you being in being in Catholic school, uh, I would think that uh, the, the nuns and the teachers there would would try to convince you that these these comic characters and these comic strips were bad for you. They were bad make for you. They lead you into ju- they said they'd lead you into juvenile delinquency. It's like. Hell, I could have taught that class. <laughs> I, I didn't need comics to get me there. No. You're hooked on Batman these days. You've been sending me some remarkable, remarkable pieces of art featuring yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, me and my, my partner, Danny Torres, uh, <clears throat> got, kind of got obsessed with this idea. Uh, we, we started talking about how being artists, our, our gateway drugs for that were comics and cartoons. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, the cartoons, the kind we used to watch on Ray Rayner when I was a little kid. Sure. And, and uh, you know, there was no small amount of subversion and defiance of authority built it, front-loaded into those art forms, you know, particularly Mad Magazine. Um, they kind of uh, gave us permission to be different. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can quantify just how tidally that affected the generation that I came from. Sure, and sure. I, I think kids just a little bit older than me. I mean, I think the people who protested Vietnam, the people mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. for civil rights, I think they were very much informed by the comics. And a lot of those artists, uh, sadly, um, are forgotten. I mean, we remember Stan Lee and Chester Gould and, you know, we remember like the top forty. We don't remember the men and women who gave us, you know, the, the absolute, you know, key to the uh, child's imagination. You know, you um, you as an artist, you 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 and Danny as a visual artist, you two, uh, you would not hazard to say you were incredibly influenced, not just by the tone, but by the the intricacy and beauty of the artwork. I mean, the people doing oh, comics. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, when people ask me what I do, I, I, you know, because of the ADD and stuff, I always tell them <laughs> I'm a film cartoonist, you know. Um, and, and, you know, this body of work I'm making, uh, which is also going to be a theater piece, uh, 
called the lunch drawings. Um, they're, they're a great deal about that subversion we found in childhood where, you know, maybe not everything they're telling us is absolutely on the square. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe bigotry and prejudice are wrong. Maybe um, we shouldn't think of our, you know, traditional roles in quite the same way they want us to. And uh, I think it was, you know, eventually in the long math of it, liberating. You know, um, sure. We have the Batman show up, and one of the ironic things about the show we have up is the women in the show really give you a feminist take on Batman, on the you know masked crusader, and the mask covers a lot more than his face. Um, yes, you know, there, there's, yes. There's a, a a wonderful artist named Sierra Severson, who you know the Batman and Robin thing is kind of a like a homoerotic thing. And, no question. Um, no question. Yeah. And, and and then, uh, you know, Paloma Trucka, Lisa Barcy, Nellie Seigel. I mean, they really, the, the women are kind of the stars of this show. And we decided to extend it through the end of the year just because it's it, it's a really marvelous show. It's, it, it's a take on Batman <laughs> that we've never seen before. What and, fired, uh, what, what, what inspired you to do this now? I mean, it's up at the Dime Gallery, right? That's where it yeah, is. It's up at the Dime, fifteen thirteen Northwestern, which is a very um, nice, very nice space, just short of North Avenue, as they say. But what was it? Was it was there a catalyst for this for you, Tony? Did you? Yeah, want- there was. You know, um, after you know my uh, museum show came down, uh, Danny and I started working on our, our public mural jobs, and. Uh, we started having these conversations about how we became who we became, mm. you know, because mm. we both took, you know, side doors into the art world. Yeah, and, no um, kidding. No kidding. And, uh, you know, we, we, we figured the one really big common denominator, cartoons and um, comics, you know, yeah. I mean, my, yeah. my, you know, my children and my friend's children I've practically been raised by cartoons like The Simpsons, uh, you know, King of the Hill. Yeah, and yeah. This is well after the, you know the the really subversive guys kind of kicked open the doors uh, for, for those kind of cartoons, and I think we're better for it. I, I mean, I think it gave uh, the child's imagination somewhere to go that you know their parents might not like where it's going, but. Um, it started conversations. Well, the and other it started conversations about who we were in the world and what we were able to do. Well, you just brought up a really interesting point. I mean, I think The Simpsons is an amazing kind of cartoon, a television cartoon, but print cartoons and comic strips forced little children, I think, to use more of their imagination than they were using in school. Don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, and, yeah. and we learned to read. You yeah. Know, we, 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 uh, we wanted to read so we knew what was going on in, uh, in the comics, you know? I mean, sure. And you, it, it uh, helped you also fall. It helped uh, many generations fall in love with that vanishing beast called the print newspaper, too. I mean, that was the that talk about a gateway drug. Uh, comics yeah. were comics were the gateway drug to loving newspapers. Man, I used to have to time it perfectly. My father would come home, he'd have both Sunday papers. Yeah. On Saturday afternoon, he'd put them on the kitchen table. And then he'd go to change into, you know, he wore a suit to work every day. Sure. He'd go to change into a pair of slacks and 
return some business phone calls. I, you know, it was like Mission Impossible. I had about two and a half minutes to extract both Sunday color comics out of that Sunday newspaper. And uh, if he caught me, I'd get my ass handed to me. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. uh, and most of the time I succeeded. Well, he'd be proud of you. I mean, to be inspired and, and the, the stuff that you've shown me is just fantastic. How many pieces do you have up at the dime? Right now, the, for the Batman show, which is a big group show, you know, there's about 35 pieces. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I have, I have a little show, a, a starter show for uh, this body of work. Um, the lunch drawings will open December 2nd. And, you and will be... I'm going to hang about 18 or 20 of them and just, oh. you know, see what folks think and have people in for, you know, a December opening. And uh, Well, keep me posted. Uh, keep me I posted. Sure will. Uh, I sure will. You know, you, I have always loved your stuff, but I really do think this is, uh, in some way, uh, it, it, yet another uh, creative leap for you because of the meaning behind it. I mean, it's going to, I think, affect a generation of your fans in a way that some of your stuff hasn't. It's just a new road yeah. into yeah. into yeah. Tony Fitzpatrick, the artist. Uh Tony, uh, love to you and your family. Have a great Thanksgiving, if that's what you do. And uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon, Pally. All right, sweetie. Take care.